0: Hey, everyone. Before we kick into this episode today, I have a question for you. Would you like to be on the MindFit Method podcast? Yes? No joke. I am looking to expand the number of episodes that we're doing each week from one to two, and I want to start bringing guests onto the show. So if you are an nonfiction author, a coach, a physician, a therapist that talks about the things that we talk about on the MindFit Method podcast, which is learning, fitness, exercise, productivity, STEM, focus, all of those things, I would love to have you on my podcast. You can reach out to me directly and DM me via Instagram. My uh, handle is MikeFancherOfficial, um, or feel free to send me an email directly at mfancher at mindfitusa.com. And here we go. Hey, everybody, what's going on? I'm Mike Fancher, and welcome to this episode of the MindFit Method Podcast. All right, so today we're going to talk a little bit about a rebuild. And I don't mean a rebuild in the sense of a rebuild car, although I'd love to do that someday. I'm talking about a rebuild that really seems to need to happen right now in society. And what I mean is a rebuild in the world of productivity, productivity, A rebuild in the world of creativity and a rebuild in the world of resilience. All things that in the world today seem to be lacking. Um, And it seems like it's getting worse. And I think so much of this was exasperated by COVID. Because when COVID happened, think about this for a moment you had people that. We're used to being out every day, interacting every day, either with people that they like, people that they don't like. They got to hear more different um, points of view and how people think or felt about things. And then all of a sudden, boom, COVID comes in, locks everybody into their homes for extended amounts of time. And when that happened, guess what else happened? The usage And the amount of time spent per day on smartphones, on uh, social media apps, all of it skyrocketed through the roof, right? Because that was then how people were communicating. And as you know from previous episodes, if you've listened to them, when we do that, it totally disrupts all of our dopamine production in our brain. It disrupts the... uh, how we are able to stay resilient when it's very difficult to be resilient when you're constantly in a dopamine-induced state of bliss, right? And then now we're into a world where productivity is down. Uh, We have people that are still fighting to stay remote workers. We have companies that are saying, no, come back to the office. Um, But in the end, people's productivity is down, Right. Companies will tell you that everywhere you go right now. Productivity is down. Um, And when productivity is down, let me tell you something. Creativity is also down. We focus so much today on the word productivity. How do we How do we improve it? Um, But one of the catalysts to productivity is creativity. And I think we've lost focus of that but for both creativity and productivity to occur we need to have some type of resilience as a society and we when we don't have that resilience we fall into the state where we are today where people are angry people are upset we have a world divided today, especially in the United States, literally divided. We have neighbors that won't speak to each other. We have families that, you know, are completely split apart because everyone is so opinionated and so, in many ways, they're they're so sensitive to other people's points of view. And that's where it goes to the old saying, well, if you don't think like I think, then you must hate me and I must hate you, which could not be further from the truth. But that's how people are feeling today. So the question is, where are all these feelings coming from? And so much of it ties to the same areas that are affecting our health in other ways too. So we talk about physical health. When you think about going to a hospital, right? You think about a broken arm, you need a surgery, you have a heart attack. Um, But our mental health is just as important as our physical health but those two things are also tightly knit together. Our mental health so depends in many ways on our physical health. And I don't just mean being sick or not being sick or getting diagnosed with something. I mean, are we physically healthy? Are we active? Are we eating the right things? You know, we get so focused today in a pharmaceutical-based world of, well, I now have this condition and I need to find a prescription that I can take to fix this condition. The human body is an unbelievable thing. It is amazing what our bodies are capable of doing. But unfortunately, we're not utilizing our bodies today like they are meant to be utilized. So much of the struggles that we are facing today in the world of mental health have to do with the activities that we are doing. When we're spending time on social media, when we're spending time on technology, that is negatively affecting our mental health. Whether it's because we are then comparing ourselves to others, so we see someone post on social media, we're like, ah, I wish I looked like them. Okay, well, there are, as you probably know, there are a million apps out there that can physically change your appearance. You use things like Facetune. Um, Now, I've seen apps that show up on my feed where a person's putting abdominals on their body that don't exist. It could not be the worst form of, uh, like misinformation that's ever out there because people are not showing who they really are. Yet someone else is comparing themselves to a fake entity of a person because it's not even the real entity. So we're comparing ourselves to others. We're spending time on social media apps that are killing our productivity. They're killing our health. They're doing all the things against our body that we should be doing because it's causing us to sit And when we sit all day, which our bodies were not intended to do, it negatively impacts our physical health. And when our physical health is negatively impacted, it negatively impacts our mental health. The two are closely tied together. You know, I remember if you've ever seen the TED Talk by Sir Ken Robinson um, about how schools kill creativity he brings up a point and he says, we've got to a world today where we literally just view our bodies as transport vehicles for our heads because we live in our heads all the time. And unfortunately, technology companies today are trying to make us that worse. They not only want us to live in our heads, Um, in the real world, but still live in our heads. Now they want to create metaverses and all these other worlds of essentially virtual reality or augmented reality, where now where we're living is not only just in our heads in the real uh, version, but now we're just living in our heads in a virtual or a um, augmented version, which is insane because we're not paying attention to real life. You know, I see so many kids today that are watching these influencers on different social media platforms. And when you have a platform today, um, what you say matters. And especially if if you do have a, a large audience. So I'm watching young boys get influenced by people that are saying, you have to be the super masculine man. I see other influencers saying, you need to push away that masculine Uh, identity that you have, and you need to be one with your emotions. And because those people that are always so loud on those platforms generally are also extremely extreme from one way or the other, right? Um, There's no middle ground. People can, especially for a young boy, you can be a masculine boy who is You know, focused on being strong, being tough, but you can also be in touch with your feelings and your sense of fulfillment and all of those things as well. You can tie those two things together. But we live in a world today where we're always out on the fringes and the information that we're getting is always on one side or the other. We see it in politics. Uh, we see it in health. Now you either, you know, have to be a vegetarian or you have to be a carnivore. You, What happened to all the people that are in the middle that have no problem, you know, eating chicken and broccoli and a sweet potato on their plate? And it's like, oh, well, if you're that and you're in the middle and you're not deciding which way you want to go, you don't have to decide which way you want to go. You have to decide what's best for you, what's best for your health um, without bringing in too much information from these fringe, um, really loudmouths in a way, right, that are on both sides of the world. But all of those things are affecting our productivity, our creativity, and our resilience, And it's funny, when you talk about productivity and creativity in the same uh, sentence, you know, people see them as two very different things. But I'm going to tell you a true story. When I was writing my first book, um, The MindFit Method, I would sit down on a computer and try to type, try to write. And I would literally just watch the cursor that was on the screen blink and blink and blink. And I just could not get anything out. So I had set times that I was sitting at the computer. I was staying very consistent. I was staying disciplined, doing all the things that you're supposed to do, right? If you look at James Clear's books, Atomic Habits, I was doing all of the habits I needed to do. But as much as I was attempting to be productive, when my creativity was not there, my productivity was not there. Because if I wasn't being creative, I couldn't be productive. I couldn't write. So How did I change that? I removed myself from the environment of trying to write while sitting in front of a computer screen and wound up walking hundreds, literally, hundreds of miles while dictating the book that I wanted to write. And that was literally the approach that I wound up taking it. But without creativity and without me... Putting myself in a situation where I could be creative, where I was moving, where I was doing the things that I wanted to do, I could not be productive. And we are going to find the same thing in the workplaces that we live, that people are working in today, in the schools where kids are learning today. When you're sitting there in absolute structure, And you're just trying to get through core content curriculum in a school district. And you're not providing for creativity. You're not providing for movement in the school. This was always something that baffled me. Uh, And if I've heard this story before, you may, if you've heard me tell this story before, you're probably going to smile when I talk about it again. But I was once in a school district where... I went into the gym of the school and, you know, they have those blue pull-up bars that are screwed right into the, you know, concrete walls of a school. So there was a plaque that was right in, you know, on the wall in front of the pull-up bar. And I was thinking, oh, wow, maybe that's the record that someone currently holds in the school for the number of pull-ups that they can do. So I walk over to this pull-up bar while I'm visiting this school and the plaque there. Uh, As I got close, I read it, and no, it did not say that, you know, Johnny Smith or Susan, whoever, you know, held the pull-up record of the school. Nope. What that sign said was, do not hang from bar. Guys, it's a pull-up bar, but yet they're not allowed to hang it on the bar. They're not allowed to be a kid. They're not allowed to have movement in the school because in a school, many school districts' minds, movement means disruption. I witnessed this so many times uh, while I had my physical facility at MindFit. Um, movement in a school district equals disruption. It should not be that way. But when you don't have movement, you don't have creativity. When you don't have creativity, you don't have productivity. It's part of the reason that the schools are struggling so much today. We're trying to fit so much into a compressed time frame that the kids are not allowed to be kids. That's why there are school systems in the world, Finland specifically comes to mind, where so much of their schooling is actually done outside. Uh, They're done running around. They're done in the woods amazing different types of programs and uh, approaches to education that work so much better. And Arguably, Finland has the best education system in the world, and it depends who you talk to and what you're measuring for that, but arguably for a very long time, Finland has one of the best education systems in the world, but yet they provide for movement. Movement equals creativity, creativity equals productivity, and you can say the exact same thing about our workplaces. So during COVID, when people were allowed to work remote and work from home, what were they doing? So many times they were staying in their house all day long, not even coming out of their home. Uh, some started to take walks and they started to work out more because they had the time to do it, or at least in their mind, they had the time to do it. But during that same time timeframe, uh, the amount of time spent on social media apps, how people were communicating shot through the roof. And when you're doing that, now you're manipulating your dopamine uh, releases and different things like that in your brain, and you are you wind up being very non-resilient, so you're not able to handle those difficult situations. On top of it, you're very um, non-creative because you're just sitting there uh, trying to get motivated, trying to be productive, and then you wind up getting frustrated because you're not, because you're not moving. If we want to fix the creativity, productivity and resilience crisis in the world today. We can start with the most simple thing. It doesn't require any pills to swallow. It doesn't require any surgeries to happen. It doesn't even require any special therapy to occur. If we want all of those things to begin to improve in all aspects of society. All aspects from our young children in the education system to our workers in the um you know that are in their of working ages in our, our our companies across the United States and across the globe, as well as our seniors and how they can improve their mental health, uh, their mental cognition, their physical health. It all begins with movement and exercise. And I think the reason that people just don't buy into this, there's two. Number one, the first reason is it's too simple, right? If it was that simple, everybody would do it. Everybody doesn't do it but yes, it is that simple. They just need to take the time to do it. And the other reason that they're not doing it is because it requires personal energy on on that individual's behalf. And we live in a world today where we'd rather not spend the energy. We'd rather see if there's a pill or a supplement or some biohack that we can do that's going to affect us the same way. Um, I've said this before. Studies have come out now that exercise is better at treating depression than any pill that can be prescribed today. It's so simple. And people underestimate simple because we're always looking for some complicated solution. It doesn't have to be a complicated solution. We could. I am absolutely convinced that we could better society today in our resilience in the division that's going on in the world today, in the anger and the hatred that's going on in the world today, if we actually had wellness programs where the majority of the population were working out three to five days a week, because a very small percentage of the population actually does that. And yes, you could make it even better if you really focused on the nutrition that people eat a week, every week or every day, really. And the arguments are always, well, you know, not everyone has a, has the money for a gym membership. Not everyone has the money for uh, to eat correctly. Yet, number one, you don't need a gym membership. You can do it at home. Uh, you could do it in a garage. You could do it in a shed. You could do it anywhere you are. You do push-ups. You do sit-ups. You do squats. You do burpees. You can be healthy and be fit uh, without the large palaces of chrome, as I call them, that are the gym the big box gyms of the world today. You don't need to spend $200 a month on a CrossFit membership to be healthy. Most of those things you can do at home. And then on top of it, when I hear people say, well, you, you know, most people don't have the money to eat healthy. You go to McDonald's today, you're going to buy an extra value menu of a Big Mac. It's going to cost you almost $10. You can cook a meal that is extremely healthy for significantly less than $10 a meal. That's just outrageous. So now we're back to, you really don't have the time that you want to invest to do it. But yet at the same time, uh, leisure time in the United States has grown to a point where it's almost seven hours in a day. People are spending a leisure time. But you can't say to me, you don't have time to do something because we have all these, we have seven hours of leisure time each day. The question is, What are we doing during that leisure time? What are we making a priority during that leisure time? And how are we bettering ourselves? And the final note I'm gonna make here is that, you know, I hear people say all the time, well, I just want to live my life. I want it to be easy. Um, I want it to, I want to do the things I want to do. I want to eat the things I want to eat. I only get one life. And you are absolutely correct. But if that one life, because of your decisions, winds up leading to a life of illness, a life of depression, is that really living your life? Are you really happy in those situations? Or could you spend a little time each day? I've told you before, I saw amazing effects of just eight to 14 minutes of exercise that children would do in the MindFit uh, method each day that would have an astounding effect on their ability to learn advanced things in the world of STEM, just by doing 8 to 14 minutes of exercise, and they didn't need a gym. Most of what we did was body weight movements. Right? I only had so many rowers. I only had so many kettlebells. So, so much of what they did were body weight movements, and it was incredible how much they could accomplish. So, we have to change our mindset. We have to think that if we start focusing on the simple, that really does work. We don't have to think about or trying to find what's complicated to try to solve a problem. The simple answer is already there and we can have that impact that we need to have on our productivity, our creativity, and the resilience that the world needs today. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Do yourself a favor this week. Focus a little bit of more time on you try to get your exercise in, focus a little bit on your nutrition, get your sleep in and do everything you can to become the best version of yourself. So stay driven and until next time.